Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Art of Noticing. I'm your host, best-selling author Johnny B. Truant, and I'm here to help you give the muse the finger and make life your muse instead. In each 10-minute episode, I'll tell you how I spun something mundane into inspiration and show you how to do the same. If you've ever wondered how to write better, how to be creative, how to get more ideas, you're in the right place. Let's start noticing. A couple of years ago, my son, who at the time was like six foot two and 17 years old, did his last trick-or-treating Halloween. By the way, you're noticing some themes here. This was a Halloween one. And it probably feels really weird because I think this is coming out in like February. Um, just know that you're you're looking back in time. It's kind of neat. So following up on my last episode of Halloween, this is another Halloween episode where uh, another Halloween noticing, as it were. And so two years ago, two years prior to this, my my son was 17 and six foot two, and he went out in this this uh, suit and this giant um, like foam core head of Boss Boss Baby, if you know the Boss Baby franchise, because uh, he and his best friend like to hate watch Boss Baby back in business on Netflix. It was just a thing. Don't don't ask. And so they decided to be Boss Baby, and there's actually a really terrifying and funny picture of this uh, on my site at johnnybtruant.com. Just do the search. There's a post called uh, Stop Being Normal. And there's this picture of my son and his best friend in their boss baby outfits for that Halloween. And the the fact that the the masks were flat, uh, they were flat foam core with like elastic bands. So they seem to like float above their heads. And obviously it's expressionless because it's a mask. And it looked really freaky. It was really, really strange to see these large people with these floating, non-expressive baby heads walking around. And I think that's the point where my son went, oh, people are afraid of us. Because like, who is this behind here? Is this an adult? Why are these two people coming up asking for candy? And my son clings to rituals much more than my daughter does and much more than most people. So a lot of people wouldn't have made it that far, but he did. And that was the last year where he went, okay, maybe I don't trick or treat next year. So the next year he went and he hung out with a friend. And we have some friends who come over because our 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 neighborhood, as I talked about last time, is like the neighborhood where people do Halloween. So our friends come over from a neighborhood that doesn't do Halloween as much. And we sit on the porch together and we have wine. And it's it's actually really very nice even though all we're doing is serving the trick-or-treaters and then we hang out afterward. And, and, and that's, that's cool. So we got that different Halloween, but my daughter was still with a group that year. And last year she went out with the group as well. And her costumes got a little more sophisticated. You know, it wasn't like spooky things and, and Wonder Woman. It was, um, you know, just, I don't know, things that teen girls could get away with walking around. And so a group of them would walk around and they would do, I think they did wine moms once where they were all wine moms and they had these all like cliche, clever wine shirts and, you know, rich wine moms, I guess. I, again, don't ask. I have strange children, uh, which is why I wrote a post called Stop Being Normal because they're very weird. But anyway, they did that the previous year. And this year I was kind of asking like, are, are you going to do this again? She's 15 this year. And she was like, no, I don't think so. And I think she did have a costume, but she just went over and did a Halloween party. And so this was the first year where we didn't have really any trick-or-treating whatsoever other than us as adults handing out the candy, which we still did. And that was a landmark thing, especially since 
we didn't have time to do the jack-o'-lantern carving, which I, I'm kind of a ritual guy. I, I, I really like my rituals. Like they just, I like traditions and, and so does my son. He's way into that. And so it was a little bit like, Ooh, okay. I guess we're not doing that anymore. But the, the Halloween, the, the jack-o'-lanterns felt like, well, let's make time for it. But we, we didn't. And, and to my credit, if I'm going to give myself credit, I didn't force it because that would have been dumb, but it, it just didn't fit. And I think they would have done it. I think they were into it, into it, even though it's kind of gross and frustrating, but we, we didn't do that either is the, is the upshot. So here we are on the first Halloween since having kids where we didn't go out trick-or-treating or watch our kids go out trick-or-treating. We didn't get any bounty back and man, did that suck. So like we're putting all this candy into the world and there's something like hunter gatherer about bringing candy back. That's very different from just buying candy. And so I didn't have that like, Ooh, look what they got. I'm going to go steal their candy, which of course I did every year. Uh, so I didn't have that. And that was new and without the jack-o'-lanterns and blah, blah, blah. And so it, it kind of hit me that, Oh, well, I, I guess that's over because it's not going to come back next year. It's possible we'll carve pumpkins, but my daughter's not going to start trick-or-treating again. She's done. Like she do, she wouldn't take a year off and then go back to it. And, you know, I don't usually like change. And I think a lot of us don't like change. But I think the proper way to look at it, and this is where I'm starting to get to kind of the, the creative lesson of it all, is that number one, change is how we get diversity of experience. Obviously, if we keep doing the same thing, then we aren't going to get different things. That's just axiomatic. But in addition, you don't have room for all that stuff. So uh, I think I think last year, my daughter, uh, or no, this year, she helped hand out some candy. So like, that's a small thing, but she wasn't usually on the porch with us. So that's a new kind of element that was neat. Or if anything that they don't do in other realms anymore, we have new things that they couldn't have done when they were younger. And you can't, you can't do them all. Like, that's what I've realized about watching, like I tried to introduce my favorite movies to my kids. And I'm like, yeah, but if every generation insists that the previous generation watches all their favorite movies, then five generations in these kids are doing nothing but watching movies. Like you have to allow that there are new, new movies in the world. And that means letting some go. And it's the same with rituals. So all of this made me think about like writers do tend to cleave to the usual way of doing things. We're superstitious. We want to be in the same chair. We want to have our lucky hat on or whatever it is. And so we don't necessarily tend to like change, but changing up our, our own way of working, but more importantly, looking at the themes of, again, this is all world. This is all character stuff. For me, this is all muse stuff, which means that it's going to be details that I can add or stories that I can extract from this. So the evolution of family, real families aren't uh, cookie cutters. They aren't a, a perfect stereotype of whatever. I mean, they're going to be positive and negative stereotypes, but but real families are none of those. They're going to evolve. They're going to change. You know, you don't necessarily get that cliche of the rebellious teenager who's going to say this is all dumb. Neither of my kids did that or are doing that. I don't have cliche teenagers, and I know a lot of people who don't have cliche teenagers. I also know that change can happen without being incredibly disruptive. Noticing those nuances of the way that characters and families change is something that can, again, add veracity to the to, to, to any story. But looking at, you know, I talked last time about the ritual and how it can kind of bond a community. 
But any family milestone is something that, I mean, if you're writing literature, the idea of, because just to clarify what I mean by literature, by my definition here, genre fiction is thing. a lot of things happen. It's plot driven. It's like, you know, there's something that happens if I'm going to be stupidly simple about it. Whereas literature tends to be a little bit more about not as much needs to happen. It can just be about characters and their struggles and their, their internal arcs. And so if you're writing that kind of thing, then life milestones, evolution, childhood to adulthood, um, just changing of preferences, but also characters who are resilient and not resilient, resistant to change or resilient to change. Those are all characters that we might not be thinking to include. I mean, I was thinking I've never included a character like my son in a book, but they're everywhere. And by the way, I'm one, like I said, I don't, I don't like change either. So I'm getting better at it. But that's a change too. A character that learns to get better at change is a change. And a lot of times we just stick with what we know. We stick with the people we know. We stick with the characters we've already written. What can we do to look at things through a new lens? How can we switch things on their head? How can we make room for something new, a new genre, a new way of telling stories, rather than continuing to do the same thing we's always that we have always done? All right, that's it for today. If you'd like more, be sure to visit johnnybtruant.com slash subscribe and sign up so you don't miss anything. Now, subscribing is free, but for just a few bucks a month and the good karma that comes from supporting the arts, you'll also get all the member stuff, bonus episodes and articles, behind-the-scenes peaks, and the weekly One Drink Book Club where my creative friends and I talk shop over Friday cocktails. If membership isn't for you, please show your support by sharing, reviewing, all that good stuff. It really does make a difference. Thanks for listening and stay curious.